Hey everybody and welcome back to the Vocalista podcast and today our topic is going to be um, on stop and search and everything that comes with it and we've got Chi and Flynn on the podcast today just to talk about it. They're very interested in this so it's going to be a great episode. Guys you want to introduce yourself quickly and then we can start. Okay, um, hi my name is Chi and I'm really interested in like prison reform and racial justice. Hi, I'm I'm Flynn. Um, I'm a young person who lives in central London, and I'm really interested in the in stop and search and how we can reduce crime in the long term. Okay, great, amazing, amazing. So this is going to be a very um, interview-based kind of conversation, but also a conversation at the same time. So we've got like a couple of questions we're going to go through, and then however it goes, it goes. But the first question is for you guys. Whoever wants to define it, um, what is stop and search? Does anyone want to like? Uh, yeah, I can, I can go ahead and do that. Yeah, if sure. that's okay. Yeah. So, what I define stop and search as is it's a tool that police officers can use um, where they can either confirm or allay their suspicion about someone uh, about someone ha- having something, given mm-hmm. that they have reasonable grounds without having to arrest them. Now, I've, I have a quick question for you guys, just, just randomly. Have you guys ever, ever, ever been stopped and searched? No, I haven't been stopped and searched. Yeah, no, neither have I. I have not been. Nor stopped. have I. No. Just but like, I've heard, I've heard stories of like what happens to people when they have been stopped and searched and stuff. So yeah. like, I've kind of got in, not experience, but kind of like knowledge from that as well yeah I've been with people who have been stopped and searched but myself personally I just wasn't searched yeah yeah um so in that I mentioned reasonable grounds Mm. um now reasonable grounds are it's it's quite a broad term but there are basically two parts to it um just to just to educate the listeners so they understand what we're talking about Mm. so the first part of reasonable grounds is that pretty much the officer must have formed or the police officer um has to have formed a genuine suspicion in their own mind that Mm. they will find the object that they are searching for um which sounds pretty kind of normal pretty it's something that you would expect and then secondly, it's the suspicion that the object um, will be found. Um, and right. it also means that there is an objective basis um, based on facts, information, um, so that a person or another person would reach the same conclusion mm. uh, if they were given the same facts or information. So, for example, if if a police officer had had a suspicion based based on in, in intelligence if if you told a reg, a regular citizen the same facts and information they would see kind of stop and search um as a reasonable tool in that situation to be used mm. so just to give a bit of kind of context to what Re, 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 reasonable grounds means okay cool 
and from then okay so there so there has to be reasonable grounds into any stop and search as you said and it has to be on the basis that they're going to find something so an object you said yeah and what powers of stop and search do police officers have so you mentioned um objectively there should be a reasonable ground for them to um stop you what other powers do they have except from that Jagosi, would you, would you like to talk about the the actual legislation? Or? Um, so <clears throat> you can um, stop and search them over like some sort of legislation. So if it's like drugs, it will be section um, twenty three, misuse of drugs act, or if it was mm. something else, so um, it could be sexual off pace as well. So like if it was um, um, firearms and stuff like that. However, I think um, one of the reasons why people don't understand stop and search procedures is because not a lot of people educate themselves on like the different types of laws they can be stopped for. And Flynn could also like, expand on what I said. Yeah, um, so so just to go over the kind of le- legislation that yeah. goes into. So, so section one of the Police and Criminal Evidence Act 1984 allows police officers to search for stolen articles um, and also prohibited articles and that could be for for example a crowbar to break into a house Uh, points and blades so such as a a knife um, or fireworks and then section 23 of the misuse of drugs act 1971 allows a police officer to search for illegal drugs and I just want to go over kind of how a stop and search should go um, mm. and what a police yeah. officer should do. So when a police officer um, uh, stops you, the first thing they should tell you is that you are being, is that you are being detained for the purpose of a search. And mm. then that they, they should tell you their name. And if they're not in uniform, they should give you their warrant card or their badge number. Um, they will tell you which, which police station they kind of work from. Uh, they will tell you why why they stopped you. So they will explain their reasonable grounds, which we talked about earlier. They will tell you what they're going to be searching you for. So the actual object that they're looking for, the the legislation that they are searching you under, which which we just talked about with section one of Peace and Criminal Evidence Act and section twenty three, and they will also tell you that you're entitled to a copy of this search afterwards. And may I just add, when we talk about kind of legislation and searching, there are lots of kind of caveats and lots of really small bits of information that we are missing out because it's such a big and complex um, topic. But the general things that that we are talking about are kind of relevant. Um, Yeah, what I wanted to add from that is that there's also like an acronym that people could like remember it's quite easy it's called go wisely so your g would stand for grounds the o will stand for object the w will stand for warrant card the i is identification the s will be station attached the e will be entitlement and the l will be legislation and then the y is you are legally detained so like if somebody is getting searched then they should try to remember that acronym just like in their heads like tick off the um the points that the officer has done to know that the search has been like done correctly and stuff so i feel like everyone should start to learn that acronym and in terms of like if you ever get stopped and searched then you kind of know your rights beforehand it's quite easy to remember so yeah
Yeah. The the last really important piece of legislation is Section 60 of the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act 1994. Um, this is often re re referred to as the Section 60 search. And what this search allows, or what this piece of piece of legislation allows, is it allows for someone to be stopped and searched without reasonable grounds. Now, having talked about reasonable grounds and how kind of basic they sound and how necessary they sound, having a piece of legislation that allows police to search without them is very controversial. And it's the most far-reaching piece of legislation that the police have, or kind of one of the most far-reaching. And its use is very strictly regulated um, because of the obvious potential for it to be abused. Um, and just to talk about Section 60s and kind of like how, how they are dealt with, um, they, are to, they are authorised by a senior police officer, kind of, if you're familiar with the police ranking structure, it might depend on the force, but it, it will be around inspector or chief inspector um, or an equivalent. And it will be applied to a geographical area for a set amount of time. And the, the real aim of a section 60 is to prevent serious violence, to find the weapons and to apprehend the people carrying them. Um, so it's just all about kind of violence occurring or it's going to occur in a given area and giving officers the powers to, to kind of search a, a, anyone within that area for those weapons to prevent that violence um, or to or to respond to the violence. So I want to go into what rights as a citizen do we all have when it comes to stop and search and either Chagosi or Flynn please answer this what rights do we have for people listening and people who want to know when it comes to maybe they're unlawfully being um, stopped and searched. I feel like we've gone over this, but we might just want to go over it again. Um, um, I'll let Chigozi. Okay. Um, one of the main rights that I would say is that you're right, you have a right to get um, a copy of the search. So when you do get stopped and searched, they can tell you that you can either get a copy of the search right then or right then, or you could get it like at a later date at your local police station. That's one of the rights as well. Um, I would say another right is that they have to like you have to ask them am i being legally detained because it's in your legal right to know if that this detention in terms of like the stop and search is actually lawful and um, i wouldn't say this is a right but i would say that this is something that people can understand that you don't have to do this so you don't actually always have to um answer a lot of questions that the officer does give you so like if they ask your name what you're doing in the area or where you're going you don't actually have to respond to that it could be in your best interest to, however, it's kind of in your right not to as well. That's one of the, some of the rights that I would think as well. Um, I wouldn't say, I don't know if people will consider this a right, but I would say that in terms of you being stopped and searched, um, when you're being stopped and searched, if they want to take like more clothing off you or stuff like that, you have to be like strip searched at a police, um, at a police station. That's another kind of right that people don't always notice. Okay, I have a question um, to both of you guys, just on what um, Flynn was saying. Um, in terms of like who can stop and search you and how many layers they can take off and stuff like that, in terms of like it being the, the police officer being the same gender as you, is there rules around that when it comes to them, like, I guess, taking off your layers? If I could like answer that, also with like Flynn's help, 
what I've been told is that actually if there's only like a male officer there and you are a female the male officer can actually search you however if it was um I think if it was like a custody scenario or if you were at custody right now then it it would be preferably to have a female to search you so if there was a female on a male officer then of course the female officer would have to search you but if it was only two male officers then it's not like against the law for a male officer to search you he's not entirely breaking the law it's just a thing where if there's not enough officers female officers to search you at that point of time then a male officer has to do so and in terms of like taking off your clothes if you're like if you're a muslim and you have to wear like um, a hijab and stuff like that if you don't feel comfortable with a man searching you then i know some people have asked for female officers to the scene for them to be searched so that they can feel a bit more comfortable but if Lynn can correct me and stuff, but I think if a man still has to search you, then, you know, he has to, like, search you. And... Okay, guys, so now we're going to get into, I guess, the maybe the more interesting bit of um, this episode. And we're just going to be talking about um, how effective do we think stop and search is, what are the issues that come with it, and the stigmas that also come with stop and search, because um, I've heard a lot about the stigmas and the issues that people have with stop and search. And I think it's a very important thing to discuss and just talk about on here. So um, the first question, yeah. Do you guys think stop and search is effective, especially um, in London, because we all live in London, um, with protecting our streets and stuff? Do you think that it's effective? Um, I guess I'll start. I believe that it is effective to a certain degree. I think in terms of there's some, dep- um, some areas in London which have high rates of knife crime. And, you know, in order to kind of keep the streets safe and kind of patrol the streets of London, stop and searches are needed to be used. However, then to a different degree, it depends the extent of how many times a person will be stopped and searched for a particular crime because they fit that demographic. So sometimes instead of like the whole aim of um, patrolling and keeping the peace and protecting the streets, it can kind of then you know, destroy the relationship between the police and the local people. Okay, so I I complete I completely agree with all of Chigozi's points and they they're all very valid and they all have basis. Um and I would agree that stop and search is an effective tool. I believe that stop and search is an effective tool, but it must be used respectfully, proportionately, um and legally. And if any of those key points are missed, then it begins to cause more damage than than it prevents. It it will put up lots of barriers. But in terms of long term and kind of changing society and really having a long lasting impact, it's 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 not very good at that or it's it's not good at all. Um, yeah, yeah like I totally agree with you. I feel like in terms of stop and search searches sometimes people feel like their dignity is just stripped away from them when they're stopped in front of like their friends or just even random strangers telling like an officer telling them oh you're under suspicion of you know carrying drugs or something like that and I'm going to search you especially when you're innocent it can really like destroy the relationship between you and the police officer or the police in general so I don't believe it's like a long-term solution to a lot of long-term problems However, I feel like in, in order to patrol slightly, stop and searches need to be used. But as you said, with a legal extent, you cannot just stop and search someone because of the, your own instinct. 
you have to soften search them over like you know reasonable grounds yeah exactly i totally agree and i feel like there's a very um fine line with stop and search a lot of the objective factors that you need to do a soft and search become um, go on to being more subjective and what the police officer feels like from their own instincts instead of using the more objective manners like what Flynn was mentioning before or the reasonable grounds that they need to arrest you and kind of that line wavers and that's when you know stop it stop and search and detaining um, an individual becomes very messy at that point and another thing I wanted to go on to um, I guess this is definitely where I think I can say more to this because, you know, I don't know too much about um, the laws and regulations around this, but what are the issues and effects that come with stop and search, in your opinions? Well, I think the kind of obvious issue uh, around it is is the fact that stop and search can be abused. And a report uh, by, her, by her, her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabularies, which is basically the kind of independent um, body that regulates the police, um, found that 15% of stops may have been carried out without reasonable grounds. And um, I think another issue is that, well, it links to it being misused, but there, I think on um, the Gov website even shows how many times, like, different races have been stopped and searched and the main issue that a lot of people have been saying is that black men especially are being um, stopped and searched at a more excessive rate than other races and I think that's one of the main issues of stops and search is it that you're stopping them because they fit a demographic or are you stopping them because you have reasonable grounds and that's one of the main issues with stop and searches as well a second issue that I feel like needs to be mentioned is that um so Secondly, I feel like a main, another main issue in terms of stop and searches is that some officers kind of, it seems that they use excessive force when it comes to stop and searching people, especially young black men. There's been like a few videos on Instagram and on Twitter, especially um, after these recent protests of black people, uh, black men especially, getting stopped and searched or even getting detained for a stop, to, stop and search by six to seven officers, which then paints a, like, a negative image on the police. So I feel that's the main issue that the police kind of needs to address in terms of when you're stopping and searching someone, are you using excessive force or are you focusing on like, you know, the reasonable grounds that you should be focusing on in the first place? And yeah, I just wanted to go back and just give out a few facts just quickly on what um, yeah. she was saying. And in light of everything that's going on right now, um, some of these facts are going to be just about black individuals being stopped and searched. The Metropolitan Police in London in 2017-2018, yeah, um, made almost half, 48% of all stops and searches in England and Wales. And there were 22 stops and searches for every 1,000 people in London compared to four per 1,000 people in the rest of England and Wales. And this is where the ethnicity bit comes in. There were 51 stop and searches for every 1,000 black people in London, compared to with 19 per 1,000 black people in the rest of England. And then when it comes to London specifically, again, um, no, I mean, not London specifically, generally, they were saying there are four stops and searches for every 1,000 white people, compared with 38 
um, stops and searches for every 1,000 people. So those are some stats, and they are very, very interesting. And the, the, the difference between four stops and searches compared to 38 for every 1,000 people, um, respectively white to black, is extraordinary. And going on to that, I guess that is the stigma against stop and search, which is a stigma is that um, stop and search is basically given to it is not even given is more towards the black community and it's mostly black men who are stopped and searched and what do you guys think about that we'll just go on to stigmas generally but on to that point what do you guys think about that and we rewind real quick because i i had a couple things that i i wanted to say but i didn't get a chance okay, okay? Yeah. yeah yeah that's fine just go go back however you want to thanks yeah. um First of all, I, I'd like to, I'd I'd like to re-say my point about it it being abused. Mm. Some some bits in there, um, but I want to just be clear, Jigozi, Um When you say six or seven police officers stop and searching someone, are, are we talking about them searching them or them restraining them? Just because um, it's a very important distinction. Yeah, I. I hope that I mentioned that um, it was talking about restraint. Then they'll try to restrain them for the search. And there was a video of six and seven police officers trying to restrain one individual for a stop yeah. and search. Yeah. Yeah. Like like rolling on on the ground, you mean? Like trying to. Yeah, that type of thing. Like pushing them onto the ground so that they can't really, you know, run away or kind of re resist any further. Yeah. Um, with with restraining people, um, I know from from experience and from just general research that it takes, on average, I believe five to seven people to restrain a grown man when he's fully kind of like like pushing with his arms and legs and stuff. Um, it takes it takes way more people. So. It, it 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 wouldn't take two officers to restrain one person. It it would yeah. take seven. And I I completely get why that might seem unreasonable and it might seem kind of over the top. But humans, especially fully grown men, are very strong. And and restraining someone who 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 doesn't want to be restrained, it takes a lot of effort. Um, just yeah. to be clear to the viewers yeah um i think what my point was mostly based on was that in the video it didn't seem as if he was resisting he was literally yeah. asking the officers like why are you trying to like detain me why are you trying to search me and you know i feel like another stigma that comes with like black stereotypes is when a black man decides to ask questions about his rights and you know why is someone trying to do this to him it can seem aggressive and I think that's what the officers must have thought. I'm not saying that's what the officers like would have thought, but in my opinion, maybe the officers would have thought that he was being aggressive, in which it was it started with let's say three officers, and then the guy was getting maybe he got a bit um, aggressive, but then it started to have seven officers detaining this person, and it looks really bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. The person was on the floor, like, like 
he even said, I can't breathe, which is a reflection of what happens in America. So it's like, before you stop and search someone, do you really have to use that excessive force to detain them? And from your point that, you know, it takes like seven people to, um, to stop and search a grown man. However, in the video, it wasn't even really a grown man. It was literally a young teenage boy. However, um, a lot of black boys who are teenagers do somewhat look like grown men. So then I can understand sometimes, you know, they might mistake him, think, okay, cool, this guy looks older than he is. So I need to then get more officers to restrain him because he seems a bit stronger. Mm. Yeah, you you make a very valid point about kind of it's it's all about um it being proportionate so it's a proportionate use of force to how to him 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 resisting and the officers that have to restrain him if he if he isn't resisting then the officers shouldn't need to use force but in those videos while it might um seem like he he isn't resisting i i'm 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 not talking about this one in particular, but just generally, um, it might not not seem like someone is putting up a fight, but in reality, it's just the fact that that they are, but the officers are just stopping them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I totally to agree. Yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying, but I just wanted to say one little thing. I don't want to go over the top, but in terms of like proportionate um, force and stuff like that. I'm sad. I'm sad that a lot of my evidence is based on videos. But like you know, in the UK, not everything is like documented. You don't always find out cases and um, stuff that's occurred unless somebody's recorded it. And there was a video um, that I saw, and I, it was compared to another white guy who was getting stopped and searched. And it was um, that the guy was resisting, but it was only one officer trying to speak to him. It was a white guy, and he was getting stopped and searched by a, a, a white officer. And it was literally one officer trying to stop and search him. But this guy was resisting. He was like, do you want to fight me? Do you want to fight me? And there wasn't like a group of then officers trying to like, you know, restrain this individual. But then sadly, when you watch a black person who's done it, there's so many videos of like a black person who might seem like they're resisting. And then they get like five police officers trying to restrain them. So I'm thinking it's proportionate um, force linked to race or is it just proportionate force linked to like, the situation at hand and sometimes from these videos sadly that's the only evidence that i can get it seems that proportionate race uh, proportionate force is linked to race yeah i mean in i'm i presume that both of those videos were come like from 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 different um events they weren't like side by side were they yeah no they weren't side by side but like it kind of gave an example it was used as an example to show that white people are treated differently by the police in, t- in, um, in terms of like um, black people getting treated by the police so it was kind of like um, the videos were kind of used to um, compare and contrast one another in terms of like proportionate force and stuff yeah um, you, you make a very valid point and I think that links back to what Melissa was saying about the, the stop and search rates um, of young black men and young white men in London. Um, and just touching on those, I feel like, well, yeah, London may- makes up half of the UK's uh, stop and searches because the, it, it's, it's the most popular, the most densely populated city by, by far. Um, and 
just on those videos and, and the and the comparing and contrasting not not i'm not saying that you don't have a point um but it might be that the officers or that in the video of the white guy where it, it, it was one person it might have been that there weren't officers available it might have been a different force um whereas in the video with with the young black man um the officers were obviously there and they were available so we can't directly say that it shows a difference but it it's definitely saying something um whether that be about uh, whether that be about police numbers or about a different police mindset um i'm, I'm not sure yeah i totally understand that yeah i understand that too um but for me in like in my i'm going off now i'm just going to go off from my experience and how i've seen um how i've seen um stop and searches being carried out and all of that um most of the time it like it would be in an area where let's say i'm driving through with my family and my dad who is a black man will be stopped by police and if other families they say there's a a white male driver driving they will be able to drive through that area the same area we've both come from the same area and we're both traveling through the same area they don't get stopped but we get stopped and the stop and search um whatever happens in that situation is very rough is very harsh if let's say for example if it's my dad or whatever black men that i've seen in that situation they might ask start asking questions that's that more of that force being used as she was saying the whole like mentality that all oh, black men you need to have more people um more officers onto them when stopping and searching them because they are quotation marks stronger or whatever that's when it's it kind of becomes a thing where like she was saying is it because of race or because of like police um numbers or whatever and for me as a citizen who just sees it from a more social point of view than like police point of view it comes across like it's a race issue not just a like a objective police standard issue which i don't know if you guys agree with that but that's just what i think from that yeah it could um yeah you make a very valid valid point and and that links back uh to what you were saying about the higher rate of stop and search um but for for the viewers and for anybody else i i think it's also important that you kind of consider other factors outside of it um like in in that ex example um i'm not saying that it was but you have to con uh, you have to consider it that it could have been that that the vehicle was one that they were searching for it could have been that there was erratic driving i'm not, i'm not saying he was but there were a lot of things um that you have to consider outside of that um and i think that's important for 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 the viewers or society in general but you should always be ready to confront um wrongful searches and and unlawful searches always ready um yeah i completely agree with that but Finn, i have a question to ask you you said that we should like be able to confront you know unlawful searches but how are we able to do that without you know seeming angry or violent or aggressive 
because a lot of times when um that person does try to say okay cool you're um you're uh, you're stopping and searching me but what's the grounds like why are you doing this it can kind of come across as them seeing seeming to be aggressive so then how would you propose for someone Mm. who is black who will most likely be stopped and searched especially if you're a black male in their lifetime what would you then propose to them to say okay cool um i know about the police force this is a great way for you to respond to them if you don't believe what they're doing is right or just so it might be easy for me to stay sat in my bedroom um about ways that that people can can make sure that the searches go off kind of peacefully um but what i'd say is that people just have to remain calm and respectful with the officer searching even if it's obvious that the search is is unlawful i'm i'm not saying you have to let it happen but you have to remain calm and respectful um because there are there are mechanisms afterwards where you can then report that search and you can confront it after the fact which is actually much better than than shouting at at a police officer on, on, on the street, which, as we've talked about, can lead to kind of um, a greater use of force, which is something that no one wants. Um, another thing I'd say is that just make sure that kind of your your hands are where the officer can see them, just for their safety, and it makes um, everybody feel a lot calmer. Um, and a lot of people don't actually realise that 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 they've been uh, stopped and searched illegally. So to ensure that, I think that everyone should try and learn their rights around stop and search. So, so learning what an officer should should say to you, um, and and then if a search is illegal, um, then you can then then you can take a copy of the search and you can report it after the fact. Um, and another really key thing that you can do is you can make sure that the officer has their body-worn video camera recording because most police forces now have body-worn video. So you, you can just ask the, 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 the police officer whether they have it recording. Um, and as well as them, you can also record, but it's about recording it in a non-obstructive manner and just making sure that everything's peaceful and calm. Yeah. Yes, thank you for that. That was very, very um, insightful, especially your tips just at the end. So as we're rounding off this episode, just a last question, and thank you so much for you guys, all your insight and everything. As a last question, what can citizens who are stopped and searched do to ensure it's as peaceful and as lawful and legal as it can be? Any tips for people? Um, I think in terms of it being peaceful, I know protests can get quite, you know, emotional, and when a police officer is confronting you, especially now the police um, relations with the public isn't at its greatest, just try to, I wouldn't say be understanding, but just be as calm as possible. Because even what Flynn said, you seeming aggressive can then make them use excessive force. So just try to, you know, be peaceful in terms of that and try to be calm and also make sure to ask them, why are you, you know, um, stop and searching me, especially at protests, because... It, the grounds that they might have might not be reasonable, and you can question them. You can question them on that because that is one of um, your rights in terms of stop and searches. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to say. 
Yeah, I agree with Josie. And I think that's something that I, I didn't mention. Um, that you should ask them, why are you stopping me? Which, which is something that they should mention anyway, as we talked about at the very beginning. But if they don't mention it or you didn't hear it or uh, for, for whatever reason, always ask, why am I being stopped? But don't do it in an aggressive manner or, 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 or a patronising way. Just ask it in a respectful manner. Um, and then, again, if you don't believe that the stop and search was lawful, take a copy of it and then report it after the fact. Because I guarantee that that, that will have a much larger effect than shouting at a police, police officer on, on the pavement and then, and, and then being, um, then, then being ha ha handcuffed or arrested. It, it's just not worth it. Yeah, literally, like, in order to stop all these like arrests that have been happening in terms of these protests most of them do start from you know a simple stop and search so if you can prevent that somehow by just trying to stay calm i know it's hard but trying to stay calm and then i think that will be a much easier approach than you know having this ha um this hatred saying oh why is this officer approaching me why is this officer doing this to me is it because i'm black is it because i'm protesting and um stuff like that so just try to be like calm yeah 100 percent. i agree 100 percent it's very hard, especially if you feel like you are being targeted um, because of your race or whatever it may be. But just know, just stay calm, ask the questions, know your rights. So in the situation, you know what they can and cannot do to you. And yeah, um, just I'm just going to round off of all the pointers that you guys should know when you're being stopped on search. The acronym that Chi mentioned, men um, Chi, could you tell us what? go wisely means letter by letter okay um so the g means grounds the o means object the w means warrant card the i means identification the l means legislation the e means entitlement and then the y is you are legally detained so those are all the things that you should try to like mentally tick off if you are being stopped and searched yes amazing amazing and a couple others that I wanted to mention. If you want to and you feel like it's a good thing for you, obviously you don't have to do this all the time, please record the stop and search. As Flynn was saying, don't have the camera all up in their face. It's very hard to, especially if emotions are running high, completely understand. Record it as, a, um, as evidence for yourself and when you go obviously to report um, if there is a misconduct in the stop and search that you've got that evidence also ask them as Flynn was saying if they're wearing a body camera ask them um, if their body camera is on and recording that's also evidence and yeah stay calm it's hard to when you're in a situation obviously anything can happen but I feel like those are the pointers that you guys should take away from this and yeah have I missed any others guys uh, no okay amazing 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 so guys we're well, gonna finish um this week's episode here but thank you guys so much for coming on here and really giving us a lot of insight into this issue especially right now i feel like a lot of us needed to know our rights and what stop and search is and all of that kind of stuff and yeah guys thank you so much chi and flynn for coming on here i really appreciate it and i know everyone who's going to be listening will appreciate this and yes guys for everyone who's listened thank you so much um i hope you enjoyed the episode i hope you got something from this that you can use when you are in the position of being stopped and searched 
which you know is very upsetting but if you are i hope you can use these things to help yourself out and yes guys i hope you have an amazing day and we will see you in the next episode bye